What's happening, everybody, and welcome back to the Funky Brain Podcast. My name is Dennis, and this is my funky brain up here. Our guest today is is truly passionate about addiction recovery and has been working in the field for 20 years, and she served in multiple roles in various places, including medical director and is currently the executive director of Sereno Ridge Recovery Center in Alabama. And I'll let her tell you more about that in a little bit. And she's a board certified in both addiction and family medicine. Dr. Nancy White, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's so good to be here with you, Dennis. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this field and um, did you have your own personal issues or what got you into where we are with Sereno Ridge and all that stuff? Well, I'm in recovery myself. Uh, I'm an alcoholic and addict. I went to treatment back in 2000 and I ended up going to uh, UAB, the hospital. They had a treatment program there that included professionals also, and it was a wonderful program. And I fell in love with addiction treatment at that time. I became very interested while I was in treatment, trying to understand what was going on with addiction and and how our brains work, learn all about that funky brain, and uh, became so interested in it. I started working in, in addiction and got board certified in addiction. Still love it to this day. And I'd always wanted to open my own treatment center. I was always afraid to start a treatment center because I thought, I know the medical end. I can do me, but I can't do all this other business stuff. That was beyond my pay grade, I guess. And so I was too intimidated to do it. But as luck would have it, I met a guy at a conference. That's what he did on the side. He had his own treatment center, but he also helped set other people up in treatment, you know, their treatment centers. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's the missing piece, Daniel Sampson. He helped us figure out how to do this. So he's been a a huge help to us, but we had a little bit of a twist. We were going to do a traditional uh, treatment center where we'd have detox, residential rehab, and partial hospitalization program, IOP, which is intensive outpatient program, all the different levels of care. But um, we had some misinformation. I knew we were a certificate of need state or a CON state, um, but I asked the wrong person if we needed CON for what we're doing. (laughs) It was somebody high up in in the mental health department, and um, she told me we didn't. We decided to do, until we could get a CON, we thought, what else can we do in the addiction treatment field? And we decided to do a 12-step immersion program. As long as it's non-clinical, non-medical, we can do that. It's like a, uh, a sober living house where we focus really strongly on the 12 steps. By the way, let me tell you about Serena Ridge Recovery. Yes, please um, do. <laughs> it was sort of a God thing that we found this place. Um, it was on Zillow, which is a real estate marketing company. And uh, I came across this gorgeous place on Zillow. I was looking for a very large house, you know, that we could convert. And we found this spectacular place. Um, I think it's about 25,000 square feet. It's got 16,500 feet finished. And then we have a basement downstairs that's over 5,000 square feet. It was absolutely gorgeous. It took them from 2000 to 2004 to put it together. It was a log home. I think they put it together, I 
think up in Montana. Yeah. And so then they shipped all the logs down and put it together on the property and it's 176 acres. There's a gate to get onto the property. We have a paved road that comes up to the house, but you have to drive for a half mile to get to the house. Yeah. Um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. The, the couple that built this place spared no expense. He was an engineer, had a little firm, and his wife is a Christian book author. And he apparently invented something really important to the engineering world and sold that and uh, his company and made a ton of money. And then they built their dream home. When you do get that uh, CON and you're able to open up, how many patients are you going to be able to have there? We can have up to 16. Is this like a 30-day program, 60, 90, six months? Uh, what we're offering right now is anywhere from 30 to 90 days. We could do even longer. It just depends on how people are doing with the immersion program. Now, when we get to tr traditional rehab, a lot of people want to use their insurance. And unfortunately, insurance doesn't want to pay for much time in treatment. Right. People typically need more time than what they're given. You know, the time has gotten shorter and shorter. Some people can only come in for two or three weeks on their insurance. You know, with, with other things like uh, halfway houses, sober living homes, those are a nice extension. You know, after people finish treatment, it's a good idea to do something like that, to give them more time. So describe for us this uh, immersion program. So I don't know if I'm not familiar. You said 12-step immersion, so I'm assuming. 12-step immersion program is where we spend a lot of time working on those steps. We have groups and individual uh, work with folks. Um, we have them get a sponsor while they're in treatment so they can work with their sponsor on the steps also. But we go deeply into each of those steps and what they mean. Usually when you go to treatment, we introduce the idea of 12 steps or other modes of recovery, but we really don't get into it. There's not a lot of time. But in this situation, we get to spend a lot of time working with people. All of our staff, um, they're peer support specialists. They're skilled at working with people that go to treatment centers. But the neat thing is they're all in recovery. They all know those 12 steps. Mm -hmm. and firm believers and practitioners of those 12 steps. That's what we want to impart to um, the folks that come stay with us. In treatment today, uh, we get caught up in medications, just like doctors. You go to the doctor, they want to give you a pill, you know, or we want a pill. Fix me, give me a pill. And we have that same type of mentality in treatment. It's like, oh, the latest thing is Let's get everybody on Suboxone. You know, it's a great drug. Uh, the only problem is, is it doesn't fix the issue. You know, when we look at, you know, alcohol, yes, in Alcoholics Anonymous in the book, they talk about, you know, alcohol is but a symptom, the disease centers in our minds. And that's the big component that we miss a lot of times. There's a lot of behavioral thinking issues that we have that the 12 steps can address. And therapy is always a good idea too. <laughs> but yeah. working with our behaviors and our thinking. I always say that too. Alcohol, drugs, shopping, like whatever. When we say addiction, everybody goes right to drugs and alcohol, but there's all the right. other ones like iPhones, mm -hmm. Starbucks, food, shopping, porn, all the other addictions right. that people fall into. Those aren't the problem. That's what I'm using to cope with the real problem, which is my mm -hmm. thinking. Now, eventually, right. you know, we can, like with drugs and alcohol, we can cross over that, that line where it becomes you know, there's a physical problem and an emotional problem. So we need to work on all that. Stuff. Right. 
Absolutely. Mind, body, spirit. You know, and the funny thing is, I'm always discovering things about myself. You know, I knew I had a drug and alcohol problem and I really like food too. I ate a lot of chocolate, a lot of food, gained a lot of weight when, <laughs> when I went to treatment. But um, I discovered a couple of years ago when I was on a cruise ship, I think I have a gambling problem too. I cannot, I've decided <laughs> I cannot go to a slot machine anymore. Yeah. I thought, isn't that interesting? Uh, but what I've discovered about addiction, it's like a whack-a-mole game. Yeah. You know, you're not going down, but we'll, our brains will be searching for something else, yeah. you know, so we always have to be on the lookout. Yeah, we call it like, you know, cross addiction. It's like, all yes. right, I'm going to quit this, but now I'm going to, I do this, but, and right. we never really deal with the real problem, which is, uh, which could be a whole host of things. A lot of cases, yeah. it's like our subconscious thinking, you know, mm -hmm. which was programmed, you know, 40 years ago. And we don't yeah. know why we behave and believe the things that we do. And then we need to really take a deep dive back into that. And that's the stuff I do with my coaching. But I'm yeah. sure you dive into that in your, uh, oh, in sure. your therapies. So when you get that final certificate, what other types of therapies are you going to use over Ooh. at Sereno Ridge? We'll be able to do traditional things like um, I'll be able to prescribe medications, you know, for people if they're, they have depression or anxiety and and uh, medications that will help with withdrawal symptoms that they might be experiencing. You know, some people have uh, night terrors. Um, there's medications for that. Some medicines can help you sleep. But I always tell the folks I'm working with, and I think repetition is very important because we don't always hear, you know, early on. We have to be told over and over and over again and explain things over and over and over again. And I'm used to doing that with people. <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. But medications, most the time are just temporary, just to, to bridge you until you can get to that point where, where you can function. Um, you know, a lot of people will come in and, and, you know, they've been diagnosed as bipolar or even schizophrenic. And, and sometimes it's just the drugs and alcohol um, making them a mess. And then really we can't give a really good diagnosis to people for at least six months, even a year sometimes after they quit using or drinking uh, to get a good picture of what's going on with them. But I always tell people that if you cannot focus on your recovery, you might need medication to start with. It doesn't mean you're going to be on it forever, but um, cool. just so that you can do what you need to do in order to get better. Outside of helping others with their struggles, like with addiction and stuff like that, what else inspires you? I'm a big friend and family person. The funny thing is over the years, we start getting extended family involved, and then we have friends that we adopt into our family. Every several months, we usually have a massive birthday. May's our biggest one. We usually have, I don't know, nine or 10 people that we celebrate their birthday <laughs> <laughs> I have a very large extended family and my relationships prior to getting into recovery were very superficial. I was afraid to let anybody really see me because it was like, if you really knew me, you would hate me. I don't even like myself, you know? And now yeah. I think as you work on your recovery, you see that you're, <laughs> you're not that bad. You're just one among many. One of the funny memes that I hear all the time is like, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that nobody really knows what's going on. <laughs> We're all just kind of winging it. I think it's like a day-to-day -day thing. That? There's a person, Brene Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her book. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I love her. She said, people are just people, people, people. It doesn't matter what they do for a living, whatever. They're just people. Yeah, we're all just doing the best we can each day. We're like, hey, let's try this out. If it doesn't yeah. work out. We'll try something different yeah. tomorrow, you know. 
But everybody uh, makes mistakes. We do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last one. If you can go back to your 15-year-old self and talk to yourself, what would you tell that girl? Say, hang on, it's going to be quite a ride. Um, I was so introverted. I never felt like I belonged. You know, I kept to myself a lot, spent a lot of time in my room. I daydream a lot, listen to music a lot. I didn't interact with people very much. I wanted to, but I just never felt like I fit in. It was like, you know, being outside, looking in to the candy store, seeing everybody else in there enjoying themselves. And I just never felt like I was part of that. The neat thing was I'm, I'm very grateful that I became an addict to alcoholic because if I hadn't, I wouldn't have discovered those steps. It really helped me to get comfortable in my own skin for the first time in my life. I have no regrets about becoming an addict, an alcoholic, I wouldn't want to change anything. You know, that old saying, you know, we have about, well, neither regret the past. I heard so many people say, yeah, there's a lot of things I regret. Um, I, I, I don't like that I caused anybody any pain, uh, those that I did. Um, but sometimes pain is a growth experience for everyone. How do I know if that was a bad thing? Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to judge good and bad. But um, I know for me, if I hadn't go gone through everything that I went through, I wouldn't be where I am today. I couldn't be happier. I can't imagine being happier. However, every year that goes by, it gets better. And I keep thinking, I can't imagine it's going to get better than this. <laughs> yeah, one of the best promises, because the, for those that are listening that don't know about the AA Big Book, what that is in, in the book in 80 page 84 it talks about these promises but there are actually promises all throughout the book and the best one that I ever heard was the most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead life isn't over it's just starting and I don't care if you're 16 or 76 or more you know there's still tomorrow you know until there isn't and it's like what are you doing today to make yourself better read a book write something help somebody do something that you enjoy doing that really makes you happy. And mm -hmm. that's how we uh, enjoy our lives better. Uh -huh. So tell me if somebody wants to get in touch with you or uh, learn a little bit more about Sereno Ridge, how would they do that? All they have to do is they can Google SerenoRidgeRecovery.com. Uh, they'll get to us. We can be reached at 833-631-1081. And uh, whoever you talk to, uh, if anybody needs to talk with me or would like to talk with me, you know, they're, they're always welcome to, you know, I would love to talk with anyone. Go ahead. And don't forget Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and Twitter. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm signing out now. Yeah. The whole family's participating now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole family. Everybody that I work with, we are one giant family. We enjoy each other so much. Yeah. I went to a treatment facility out here in, in Colorado called Parker Valley Hope. Well, it was Valley Hope. It was a similar kind of thing. It was a big family. It was a comfortable being there. You know, you didn't realize you were in a, a treatment facility. And I was there for 30 days and it was a real special place. And I still pop in there a couple of times a year just to remind That's myself where I came from. That's wonderful. You know, because I know when I was in treatment, it was like everybody I was there with, they became like a brother and sister. They, they started to feel like family because you talk about things you don't normally talk about. We speak from the heart. The, what we consider deep, dark secrets that we're so ashamed of, and you get them out in the open, and it just bonds people, that language of the heart. It really um, does. Well, so. thank you so much, Dr. Nancy White from Sereno Ridge Treatment Center, and um, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me today. 
I enjoyed it a lot. Dennis, thank you for having me. If you want to reach out, please reach out to Nancy. She's a great person. And if you want to reach out to me, you could do that too. And have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. So I've been asked recently, why would I need a life coach and how can a coach help me? Well, I've spent the last 15 years helping people overcome their challenges and propel themselves forward in life. And I work with people worldwide via Zoom and currently have clients in New Zealand, England, Australia, and of course, scattered throughout the U.S. here. So how come some people seem to be able to think of great ideas and just get them done at a high level and some people just get stuck? Well, we need consistency in our lives to specifically define our goals and create specific action steps to get them done on a daily basis. And then execution is key. We could design all the beautiful plans we want, but without proper execution, most plans live a very short life. And then finally, and the most important piece of the puzzle to unlock all that success afterwards is accountability. All the most successful people in the world have coaches, mentors, and accountability partners. Oprah, Richard Branson, Elon Musk. Nobody reaches high levels of success on their own. In most cases, they have teams of people to run their ideas by. It takes more than just a good idea to reach your goals and dreams. It takes hard work, effort, commitment, and dedication. And of course, somebody to hold your feet to the fire to make sure these things get done at a high level. And that's what I do. I help people reach their goals at a high level. I am a high performance coach. And when I say that, I don't just mean money. I mean, kicking your addictions and mastering your life, improving your relationships, reaching your financial goals, crushing your health and fitness goals. So reach out today for a free session to start radically changing every area of your life. Don't wait till tomorrow or when it seems like the perfect time. Now is the perfect time to start achieving all your goals and dreams and to radically change your life forever. I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day.